Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, VP listeners. It is Thursday, August 11th. I'm Kim Howard, joined by Andrea again today. Um, And Thursdays are thankful Thursdays. So uh, everybody knows it's not my most favorite thing to come up with, um, but Andrea has a good one today, I think. So what are you thankful for? What do you got to share with us? Well, um, I will tell you what I shared in church not all that long ago, that um, a period of about 10 plus years ago, we went through some really dark times in trying to conceive. And um, because of various health issues that I was dealing with, it was years of um, not having a baby on the way. That was very um, difficult, grief-filled time for us. And I remember during that time, something came along um, across my eyes and path somehow, and I don't even remember where. But it was the fact that there is always, always something to be thankful for. And that really helped shift my perspective in that season and really, truly for life um, to look for the things to be grateful for. And I have found that when I've done that, it really changes my mind, helps shift my mind and shift my heart attitude. And um, I was just talking to a friend who's um, really going through some tough stuff with her own family and major health crises. And um, a friend of hers encouraged her to do the same. And she was commenting on how remarkable that shift is just to write in her. She's writing it in her journal, three things a day that she's grateful for. And um, I have really tried to make that a practice and also keeping in mind that there are things that we take for granted every day in America that um, others are not so blessed to have. So having that worldview perspective has helped me as well. And so um, I actually love this Thankful Thursday and could go on forever and ever. But, um, you know, I think about, of course, the things that we are most grateful for, like our family and our health. Um, We don't have to look very long to find people in our life who are struggling with that and would give everything to have that. Mm -hmm. So um, those are things that are always on the forefront of my mind, but this is really random. And um, yeah, on my brain, because we went blueberry picking yesterday, I'm just so grateful for good, healthy food around us. That is like brightens our life and through our taste buds, but also helps us be healthy. So we picked 27 pounds of blueberries yesterday <gasps> and are enjoying all kinds of yummy blueberry things um, because of that. So yeah. I'm grateful for good, healthy food, including blueberries today. <laughs> that's a good one. I am grateful for blueberries as well. Um, that's an easy one to join <laughs> on board with because I do love picking them. My children absolutely hate it. Um, I do drag them along to pick blueberries, but not 27 pounds. They were very easy to pick because they were so ripe and full. Yeah. So nice. Yes. And you know, I, we just had that discussion. Thankful is not, thankful Thursdays aren't my favorite. And I think, cause I always come up with these same, like, like you said, my family, my health, my, all these things that yes, I'm thankful for them. Yes. It's true. It's not like I'm making that up. Right. Mm-hmm. I am grateful for all those things and all the blessings I have. 
I just feel like sometimes it's repetitive, kind of like we were sure. talking about the prayer sure. aspect before. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't like to be repetitive, you yes. know? Um, so maybe that's more the shift of, it's not so much about not repeating the same things, but acknowledging that, yes, I am grateful for all those things. Mm-hmm. I don't have to find something new to be grateful for. Sure. I should just be grateful for the things that I do have. Right. You know? Even if it's a dish sink full of dishes because you just you know yeah you've got a family to feed right that so might be my challenging like thing that, that can be thankful for the things that might just actually annoy me right because yeah it's a different perspective mm-hmm. right the laundry I have a messy that house. you have right because you have a family who lives in it yes and you would miss that if yeah. you didn't have it so which is very true as we're getting ready to uh say goodbye temporarily to our oldest and oh. that first time experience of like, okay, she's moving out mm-hmm. and I'm um, not going to be around every day mm-hmm. to leave all of her shoes all over my <laughs> amazingly large front entry. Um, so yes, I am grateful that I have an 18 year old who leaves all of her shoes on the floor and not in any of the bins that she should because eventually they won't be there and I won't right. have to pick them up because I'll pick them up one time and they won't come back out. Yes. So um, at least until she returns again from her <laughs> little stint at college. But <laughs> you're right. Like that, that is a good way to think about that. And I appreciate you challenging me to think of the things that I wouldn't maybe quickly say I'm thankful for, but yet I need to be because we're not always guaranteed those things. Yes. Right. So kind of like the old you. adage, you never know what you have till it's gone. It right. Reminds me of that a little bit too. Today. Yeah. That's a good one. And thankful for blueberries too, because I do love them. I know They're that delicious. was very random, but it very delicious came to though. mind. So I figured it's <laughs> worth the season thinking. in Michigan. So love it. Um, well, we are reading from mm-hmm. Hebrews 11 today, uh, verse 29 through chapter 12, verse 2, actually. Um, and Andrea said she'd be willing to read that for us today. All right. So starting at verse 29, I didn't say last time, but I am reading out of the NIV version. Mm -hmm. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith. Yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, 
Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Thank you. The very end of that, obviously, I think is very familiar words to most everybody who's been in church for any amount of time, I think. Yes. Um, so those are familiar words. Um, some of my favorite, as I think about um, in 12, the first verse where it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, that always brings to mind, uh, most recently, obviously, in the passing of my dad, is that he's in that great cloud of witnesses. Mm-hmm. So he's you know, one of those that I envision. And then I start to think like of all the other people that I've known that are like strong people of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think like, that's to me such a beautiful image of all these yes. people of faith that have gone before us, you know, that have somehow mentored us, shaped us. Mm-hmm. Um, and how cool it is. Yeah. yeah. Like they're cheering us on. Right? Yes. Yes. They're the ones on the sidelines cheering us on to just persevere mm-hmm. and get to the finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's right around the corner kind of thing, you know? Right. So um, I love those verses for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. How about you? Actually, the first part um, from those verses from chapter 11 really stuck out to me about um, faith and the struggle of faith um, that people have to endure. Um, Again, that worldview, knowing that um, and, and really over history, the struggle of the Christian faith and those difficult times. And he, you know, it's, I love it because he talks about all the things that happened by people of faith and, you know, the big ways that God showed up and blessed them. And then in verse 35, he talks about the others. You know, you have heroes of faith and then you have the others. And we hear so often about the heroes of the faith and are encouraged um, by their stories as we should be. But then there's these others that we don't as often and readily talk about. They're not the big names. No. And, you know, I mean, who does want to talk about the things that they endured either? (laughs) Right. Really, that's not like, you know, things that we want to recall and celebrate happening. But it is a very real reality of following Jesus. And, you know, I think that the struggle of the faith and those things are not talked about enough. You know, mm-hmm. we um, tend to look through rose-tinted glasses. And um, like I said, it is important to certainly celebrate the ways, the big ways that God saves us and shows up and swoops in. But um, he doesn't always on earth here. And um, when I think about young people and what are what kind of faith are we communicating to our young people and teaching them to have and... Um, how does it translate to the really tough stuff in life? And when we talk about walking with Jesus, are we talking to, I mean, it doesn't just have to be young people, but any people about the decision they're making truly and what you could potentially face. And is this really what you want to live out? Is it going from your head to your heart enough where you're going to walk it out in conviction and be willing and ready to face those things, you know? So yeah, that's something that I thought about as I read through that. The others. Yeah, um, that what you're just saying reminds me of uh, when Crow was preaching, and then he talked about his son um, and how he actually kind of 
I don't think he was trying to discourage his son. I think he was challenging his son. Like, are you sure mm -hmm. you want to make this decision? Yes. Because here's the deal. If you make this decision, meaning going all in for God, not some of these, I think, uh, wishy-washy, mm -hmm. um, walk the line Christian type. If you're going to go all in, yes, I don't know that there's an example in the Bible of anybody who has gone all in <laughs> and didn't face yes. serious persecution, sure, suffering, yes. death, you name it. Yes. They all have. Sure. So it really is quite... Um, I don't know what the word is, ignorant, to think that if you're truly walking the Christian faith, yes. you will be persecuted. If you're yes. not, you might question whether or not you're walking in the world's view mm. of Christianity or if you're walking through Jesus' view of Christianity. Yes. Because you will not be liked. No. You know, and it's a very different life. Yes. You know, um, I always challenge my girls, my teenagers, right? with that same kind of thought that Crow did is that, yes. that you know, it, it's easy to sit in the pew of a church. Yes. You know, like that's a really easy place to be and to be fed and to whatever. But if you're going to walk out yes. the truth of scripture, yes. you're going to have people not like you. Absolutely. They're going to think you're ridiculous, first of all, because you're not doing a lot of things that everybody else is doing. Sure. And they don't want to hang out with you. Right. Um, I, I know my kids have experienced that. Yes. Um, which is hard because yes. that means they don't have a ton of friends. Mm. Um, but they know that like that, again, like understanding that, that that's real. Mm -hmm. That That's what real Christianity is likely to have. You yes. might have some great friends and family. We have other people who have filled those gaps. Yes. God has given us a lot of amazing people. Sure who are willing to walk alongside us, right? As we choose to give up certain things of the world right. for following Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you're right. If you don't, if we don't train our kids or even other adults who make that choice, mm -hmm. if we don't make it clear what that choice will mean, yes, um, they might be caught off guard and easily turn back. Right. Um, or we don't want that. Or thinking that um, because it's the way of the Lord, he's going to make that path smooth. Right. The right thing is usually the hard thing. Mm -hmm. And that plays out whether you're five or 85. Right. Um, as you go into the workplace every day, you know, making those really hard decisions that are not popular to mm -hmm. be a person of integrity and to hold um, the line of truth and do things the right way. Um, when you might be the only one and it is mm -hmm. easier to do it the other way to to let something slide or to fudge a number or whatever, um, yeah. but to make the right choice and you will likely face at least jeers as it talks about here. <laughs> yes, at least that. At least jeers because I'm sure we mm -hmm. all have in some regard, whether it's loss of friendships or snarky remarks that people make or cold shoulders that they give you or attitudes because you're doing things the right way. Yeah. Um, those are not easy things to carry out. And we are blessed in America to be able to walk out our faith. I don't know if it will be like that forever. Right. Um, if the jeers will be, you know, the main thing that we're talking about. Um, right. Is future. that the worst that could happen? Right. So far in America, that tends to be the case. Right. But you read through right. these things that the others endured. And if you think, really think about sawing they were sawed into, they were flogged, flogged. People usually didn't 
live through a flogging? Right. Um, do we have the kind of faith that will endure through those things? Right. I like to think that I do, but my goodness, thank God I've never experienced that type of test. Yeah. Um, but many do. Many do throughout history. Yeah. Um, am I, if I'm put in a jail cell, if my kids are put in a jail cell, will our faith endure? Um, I mean, I've walked with the Lord long enough where I'm confident about that, but hopefully we are communicating a faith like you're talking about. Right. And we're talking about people choosing to walk with God that we would help them see um, kind of the cost, yeah. count the cost. Yep. Exactly. Um, what you were just mentioning, Dan and I just had a conversation about this not that long ago, and it was, you know, we were just sitting on the porch and talking about how, you know, if somebody had put a gun to my head, um, you know, and said to him, denounce your faith mm -hmm. or right, I'm going to kill your wife. Um, both of us actually were very confident that we would never denounce Jesus mm. over each other. Yes. Because we know where we're going. Yes. Now, if they did that with my child, mm. ooh, like that was a hard one. I'm like, I'm pretty confident sure, that I know where my kids are going. Yes. Uh, but that could change in a week or in a month or a year. I don't know, right? Like, so like just thinking about that, like if it were my child that they were going to kill, mm. boy, that puts a totally different spin on it. I'm like, oh, I don't yes. know if I'd be strong enough. Like the Lord would seriously have to. Holy Spirit, power, strength. Yes. Help me endure that one. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there may well be a cost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is really, really great. Not just people thinking you're silly or stupid. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. We, um, we have it pretty good in America. I mean, yeah. there are people today who are losing their lives because they believe in Jesus, because they are doing what we talked about in the last one, speaking the word of God right. faithfully. Yeah. They're carrying out the call and they know very well what it's going to cost them yeah. and they're doing it anyway. Um, yeah. What, what talk about heroes of the faith. Like to me, that is encouraging and a good reminder to pray for them too, of course, yeah. as they face it every day. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. I do get a little magazine of voice of the martyrs and yes. I don't read it all that often, but every once in a while I'll look through them and I'm like, man, I'm grateful mm -hmm. that I don't have that life mm -hmm. um, and that we're still, relatively protected from that in America, right. but what we don't know it, that it will always be that way. No, but what is amazing is I think about what we also talked about earlier this week, and that is that God is near the brokenhearted. When we do cry out to him yeah. and we are, there are people that know full well that they're going into and choose to go into that yeah. environment where their whole life is put, you know, um, at stake. And yet they choose to do that and they feel God's presence so so closely yeah. in such real ways that, um, you know, they choose to walk out their faith that way. So that's pretty remarkable to know that right. um, people are doing that. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, like, do we, because we have it relatively easy in that regard in America, um, does that lead us to not experience God at his fullest? Because right. we're not really challenged that much in that yes. area, maybe? Sure. I don't know. Yeah, there's something to the comforts that we have yeah. in America yeah. uh -huh. and how that translates to, I don't know, experiencing God in different ways. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. Um, well, I think there's a lot more in here than I even had written. <laughs> um, one thing I just have to make the note that in verse 32 where he says, And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about 
Mm. And he proceeds to list a group of people. And then it's like all of that is a fairly long section of this passage. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. You said you didn't have time to. And now here you are. So <laughs> here we say we don't have time to talk about all of that. But we could go on forever, we right? Could. We're gonna we're not going for to. For the sake of we're our gonna listeners, leave let's not <laughs> let's not go on forever. <laughs> um, I do want to leave though today with the blessing coming just straight from those last verses. Um, as we wrap it up, and just remember that um, even though in America things generally are pretty easy to walk your faith out here, um, we probably don't do it as much as we should because it is actually so easy. Mm. Um, we should do it more, but. Um, Hebrews 12, verse 1 through 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So I challenge you today. Um, you know, put some time into thinking about that. What what lengths would you be willing to go to? Do you believe that strongly um, in the truth that you read um, to be able to say that I would I would follow Jesus down that path or all these other people of faith um, that had horrible endings to mm -hmm. their lives? Um, and then also consider all of those people who have who are your great cloud of witnesses. Who are those people that mentored you and encouraged you? Um, I think if we remember those people, it helps us do the same for those who are looking up to us. Hmm. Um, and so may people be able to say that of you, mm -hmm. you know, when your time has come, yeah. that um, you're in their cloud of witnesses. Um, so I just pray that you have a blessed day today and uh, we will be back tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.